Welcome back. <laughs> Hang on, I'll get there. Jimmy's starting us out tonight. This is all right. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome to episode 10. We've made it 10 episodes. They said we couldn't do it, yet here we are. <laughs> they all said we couldn't do it. Every one of them. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> here we are, episode 10. Thanks for joining us again. Ryan, how are you doing this evening? Doing really good. Excited to awesome. be here. Sadly, I have bad news to report again. It's not Ferrari night. Oh, It's not Ferrari podcast. We better come up with something quick. <laughs> <laughs> we better figure it uh, out. All right. <laughs> Well, it's the end of the year. Hope everyone had a good Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. And we thought we'd do kind of a year in review of all 10 of our episodes that nobody thought we'd get to. Been a good year so far, hadn't it, though? Yes, it has. Solid, solid 10 episodes. But this will be a fun one. We've got some good things in store tonight. We've been uh, thinking about a year in review and some of the things that we, we like about the auctions, some things, some of our favorite auctions, some history of the auctions for the season, I guess, if you will, for this year. What things sold for, some real high sales, some low sales, which are great for me because that means I might be able to get into some of these once in a while. We've got to start somewhere, don't we? That's right. But let's start out, Jimmy. What's the current auction you're looking at? I found one today on uh, Bring a Trailer. I was getting a pretty good laugh out of it. Maybe they weren't, but, but I was. I, <laughs> I went in and looked at the, uh, the comments on this one. It's worth a look. So it's a 2023 Ford F-150. Raptor Super Crew. Right now, it's sitting at $82,023. Still has seven days left. There's 23 comments on it so far. But what struck me as funny with this, and it's really more about the comment section on this one than the truck itself. The truck's cool. In the comment section, apparently it's being sold by a guy who has a dealership, but it's not a dealership car. It's, it's his personal car, and he's not a new car dealership. He's just using his dealership to sell his personal car. In the comment section, that brought up some questioning. One of the commenters asked how that was transpiring. You know, if it's a personal vehicle, why are you selling it through your dealership? That apparently didn't land well, and I'm sure hard to read tone with comments and things in uh, text format anyway. There was a little bit of back and forth, and basically the guy posing the question was like, well, this is a question. If I was purchasing the, the truck, I'd want to know, and the, and the dealer, the seller said, well, it's the truculent nature of your uh, <laughs> t- of, of your response that that's off-putting, something to that effect. And I thought, man, that's pretty funny. So first thing I did, of course, was look up truculent, and it was leading to argument, easy to argue. I got to thinking about it. Really, if I were using that word truculent, I would think every comment would be truculent because we're talking about a truck, anyway. <laughs> So what did you say that's already at? Like 83000 for that? Yeah, there's a photo of the window sticker, and I think it was an $85,000 truck. But apparently what I got from the comment section was that there aren't a lot of the allotments available for these Raptors, and so they're really mm-hmm. hard to get. If you wanted if you wanted to order one, it would you know take you well over a year or so to get one. And so that's why this guy decided... He, he had one and decided for various reasons that he he didn't want to keep it. And so I guess the since the allotments are in high demand and it's hard to get one, then it was the best time to sell it, uh, even though it was new and unused. You know, I'm looking right now, as you're talking about this, there's quite a few available. 
There's actually one in Texas, the 2023 with three miles for 83 grand. Now, this is coming out of a dealership, so I'd imagine there's probably some dealer markup because the rest of them are over 100, 106, 114. A lot of these dealers are at 10 or, 10 or 20 grand for these high value vehicles. But I don't know if they're doing that on these or not. I'm assuming they are. Well, and apparently the seller is, this is his like 101st car on bring a trailer. So he's got a pretty good reputation. You know, apparently the conversation didn't go well, <laughs> you know. Very truculent, if you will. Yes. But, you know, I would argue that all of it is truculent. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one that I would probably move to the Midwest or Buffalo for this one. It is a no-reserve 1979 Chrysler SnowRunner. And if you haven't seen these, yeah, they look like a motorcycle where the front wheel would be the sled ski. And then you sit directly over the motor and then attached to the bottom of the motor is a track of sorts. It's a chain-driven track featuring 21 molded snow cleats. And the track is only three inches wide in the rear. So it looks like a motorcycle that goes on snow. Really That's cool. That's nice. I'm looking at that now. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I don't think they're very fast. Uh, my favorite comment <laughs> here is <laughs> this fellow says, it's hard to believe that so many of these have survived. They must be too slow to jump them. I mean, that's the obvious thing anyone would try to do as soon as they got their hands on one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know I would. Uh, I would attempt it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, these, it's cool. I mean, it's only at 700 bucks. I don't know what these sold for new or what they're worth. That's a little two-stroke, almost like a chainsaw engine, little tiny <laughs> 200cc thing. It's crazy. But there's another guy that comments on this. I'm sorry, it's a 130cc engine. But there's a guy that comments on this, and he, there's a link in there. And if you follow the link, so if you go and bring a trailer, look this up and go to the link, it takes you to a thing called timbersled.com, which is a Polaris site, where you can buy a kit that turns your motorcycle, your off-road motorcycle, to one of these with quite a bit more power. And, of course, you got all the front suspension forks, and then a big wide track in the back to snowmobile cross wherever you're going to take it. They're up in the mountains. You know, if you go to the site, they're showing a video of these dudes jumping in mountains and doing all kinds of fun stuff with this. That would be a riot. That's cool. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. That's really cool. <laughs> Wonder if you could hook those up to your ATV. You know, you buy the old Honda ATC and two tracks in the back. Oh, that'd be nice. One ski in the front. Yeah, it'd be great. It would run you uh, twenty thousand dollars, but it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. You could, well, yeah, but then if you got the, you know, the Toyota to go with it, you'd be up in the hundred grand range at that point. <laughs> yeah, you'd, it'd be all right. Yeah, so I was looking at some of the history for some of these cars on Bring a Trailer for the year, and then of course previous years. You can find all kinds of fun stuff on this site since they've auctioned so many cars. But I thought I'd give a, a rundown of this year, some of the high-selling cars. For Porsche, they were there was a section where you could look at the long nose era. That's early 70s. And in, there was a 1973 911 Carrera RS Touring. The highest sale of that era of car sold for $700,911. Wow. 
See what they did there? Seven hundred thousand nine one one. Nine hundred eleven. Yeah, nice. It's always one clever bidder in the bunch, right? And that cost him nine hundred eleven dollars to do that. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Sir, you don't have to bid anymore. Yes, I do. Nine hundred and eleven. Adding this bit more. Then I found um, MGTDs, which I know you like. Nice, yeah. The highest sale um, for the last couple of years was a 1952 MGTD, sold for $46,250. Wow, that's, that's a lot of money for a TD. Yeah, and then one of the least expensive was a 1953 TD project with a Toyota 22R motor, sold for $2,499. That seems right up your alley, Jimmy. Yeah, that's the one I would pick, and then I would dump about $60,000 <laughs> in it, and then I'd have a $20,000 car when I was done. I've always had trouble with math. <laughs> <laughs> math and money don't go well together. For Porsche, again, back to Porsche, the 997 era, which is one of my favorites. The most expensive one that sold was a 17,000-mile 2006 Roof RT12 911 sold for $910,000. Wow. Just crazy. That Roof fellow, that modifier, that company that modifies these cars, that's where the, I guess that's where the big money ones are because the 2007 one, the Roof RGT 3.9 liter sold for $365,000. But then just a regular 2005 911 Carrera sold for $18,997. See what they uh, did there? Of course. I was going to say that first one seems like a bargain because it really should have gone for 911000 You're exactly right. Yeah. It should have gone for 910911 or 911000 Exactly. Yeah. Somebody or got a deal. 911, 911. Even I could better. go all day. <laughs> and, hey, and apparently those bidders can too. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that 2006 roof car was beautiful. It was Carrera white with a full truffle brown leather interior. Uh, Who doesn't I like, like truffle brown? Yeah, I'm with you on that. And then one of the things that I find the most interesting are Aston Martin cars. I think they're absolutely beautiful. Works of art. Love looking at them. But you can buy an Aston Martin DB7 all day long on bring a trailer between twenty five and thirty five thousand dollars. That's affordable. I wouldn't have thought that. I just wonder what the reliability is with those cars. Well, it's British, so I'm going to say pretty unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> you have history with those, don't you? That's right. You better be a mechanic, or you better be married to one, <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. Do you think they also compare to the perhaps you know mid? To early 90s Pontiac Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you better know a mechanic. <laughs> Were those made in Britain? <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> hey, the 1989 to 96 Pontiacs were all built in London. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> hey, you heard it here first. <laughs> That's right. We're uncovering the mysteries. So, Jimmy, what, what was your favorite auction of the year thus far? I know we've only been 10 episodes in, but we've been looking at these auctions for, I don't know, since Bring a Trailer was Bring a Trailer. For forever. Well, I have to say, for very selfish reasons, I'm going to have to say my favorite auction this year was the Goodings Pebble Beach sale. 
and it was the 1959 MGA twin cam roadster. Surprise. It was a number two condition car, and it went for $168,000. I think it would be pretty obvious why that's my favorite uh, auction, because the result was just so out of the park. And I, th I think the estimated range on that was eighty dollars to $110,000. So I think what happened was a couple of bidders got in there, and they both wanted it really, really bad, and it just took off from there. They ended up paying double or more for that twin cam. Was there anything in particular special about this car? Not particularly. It was an older restoration. This is Haggerty's evaluation of it. It was restored in 2016 to original colors, good paint, a few, few blemishes, fresh and tidy underneath, had a good interior with almost no wear to the leather, good colors, carefully stored, and seldom driven since it was redone. I mean, really, nothing particularly special. Did Jim Alcorn do that one? He did not. I believe Kent Prather did who's the same guy who built the transmission in my car for Jim Alcorn. Okay. And Kent Prather's a, uh, like an MG, he used to race an MGA at a really high level and kind of has built a name and reputation for himself that way. I believe Kent Prather restored that car, if I'm not mistaken. I'll offer this up just for anybody that's listening. If you want to buy Jimmy's, he'll sell his for 180000 today. Oh, easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit me, hit me up. Mine's a number one condition. It's not original colors. It's uh, it's better than original colors. Yeah, I would, I would definitely entertain 180 <laughs> all day. Yeah, just reach out to us at glwtapodcast at gmail.com. I'll get you Jimmy's home phone number. He still has a landline. <laughs> I do. It's just not hooked up to a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I really do have a landline. <laughs> For me, again, this is this wasn't on Bring a Trailer. I think this was on Cars and Bids. I'm still stuck on that that gold 911, 1999 911 with the nephrite green interior. That was such a unique car and such a terrible color combination that I really would love to talk to somebody that's owned any Porsche that has that nephrite green interior. It's just fantastically terrible. <laughs> How do you say that? Politically correctly, you say that it, uh, it's polarizing. <laughs> Sorry, it's not terrible. It's polarizing. It's a very polarizing color. <laughs> yeah, I know BMW has a very similar color. They have the M Coupe and the M Roadster. And I've seen a couple of them with a very similar green interior. And I think one of them was actually in the gold that they do on the outside of those cars. Phoenix Yellow, I think they call it also very polarizing if that's how you want to say it <laughs> there you go <laughs> it's horrific but people love it so if you have one of those just reach out to us at glwtapodcast at gmail.com we'd love to have you on to discuss about why you drive a car with such polarizing colors <laughs> but hey that could be an episode polarizing color schemes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it would, but all I'd be talking about is the gold on green. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be 25 minutes of that car. <laughs> so e feel free to email us if you want an episode <laughs> that is 25 minutes of that car. <laughs> Describing the hey, green we're, hues. We're not above that. I'm going to be honest with you. Exactly. We're not above that. <laughs> and they said we couldn't make it to 10 episodes. Come on. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> Yeah, so year-end review for you, Jimmy. What was your, besides auctions, car things, what was your best uh, thing that happened this year? 
You know, it was a good, well, it was a bunch, there's a bunch of good stuff. You know, it's funny how life kind of flows past you, right? And you can, I mean, a year kind of defines a start and a stop. I started thinking about that and I was like, man, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened this year. I, I would have to say the highlight for me would be participating in and actually winning an award at the Cincinnati Concourse with the Twin Cam. That was a very fun, filled weekend event and it had a a really nice outcome. I was just delighted to show there. was just in disbelief that I actually placed third in class there. So it was a, just a phenomenal experience. That I think that was the highlight for me this year. What about you? For me, probably the highlight was getting the allocation for my car and getting the, the Spider, uh, the 718 Spider from Porsche, going through the whole process of building it, building it to the specs that I wanted, watching it online being built shipped over and then just going picking it up for the delivery it was just a neat experience i wanted to do the delivery experience in atlanta but my dealer recommended against it because of the waiting time he said if you do that you end up waiting two to three more months for the car because wow. the car physically has to be in atlanta now when you go to the track you don't drive your car on the track because it hasn't been broke broken in but you drive theirs on the track. But he said the delay is just too great to make it worthwhile uh, because it has to, you have to wait till it gets here and then you have to schedule and they're always, you know, a couple months out. So I still haven't gone down and driven one on the track yet, but I don't know that I will take the time to do that. So it was a, that was a fun thing for me and kind of a, a neat experience all the way around. The closest I have to compare to that obviously is getting the twin cam. And I would say that that experience is just phenomenal. Just, you know, having it delivered and, you know, it's like Christmas. It's like all the Christmases bundled up in one. So yeah, I can imagine that's a, that's a good experience. Yeah, Cause you wait and you wait and you save and you think about what it would be, but I love the idea of putting the top down when the weather's great. Just like you. I mean, your tops are always down on your MGs. I've got 1400 miles on the twin cam and I've never put the top. It has a top. I have pictures of it where he put the top up when he was building it, and I have not put it up, not once. I assume it's still back there. <laughs> <laughs> I literally haven't seen it. <laughs> it's blown away. Who who cares? It might have gotten lost in transport. I don't know. It's hard to say. Just know this. You have a friend somewhere else in the country that can pick up another hard top should one come available. I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah, I can always throw the hard top on that if uh, times get tough. That's right. Of course, it, we got hit with the, the lowest temperature I saw last week was negative seven degrees actual. And then I don't know, the wind chill was something like 30 below or something like that. And I like MGs, but I don't like them that much. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they the all garage. stayed in the garage that day. Yeah. Yep. And I stayed in the house and I would uh, open the door once in a while and peek out. Yeah, they're still there. And then I go back in. And then so for this year, what's on the, what's on the docket for this year, Jimmy? Well, more rallies. From this year, I got a lift. That was a nice addition to the garage. I guess you would call that kind of a tool. I'm using it for storage, you know, right now. But that was a nice benefit because you do stuff and you're like, well, wait a minute, I got a lift now. I can just put it on the lift and, and get to it. And then the other things this past year were, you know, the rallies and the different tours. And we do a, a rally series out of Columbus. And that's always fun. I do that with my dad. So I'm look, I always look forward to those things. So definitely looking forward to that next year. And then the other thing I got asked to nominate my car for the Keeneland Concourse. So that's going to be coming up 
third week of July this next year. And so I think that'll be a highlight as well. Now, have you been accepted to Keeneland yet? I was asked to nominate the car and I nominated it. It's supposed to be forwarded for acceptance. So I'm assuming that will occur and I'm assuming that I'll be there. And you were just saying before I spoke over you that you you weren't going to show it again? Yeah, that was the intention. I was going to drive it. But then since I got asked to do this, I thought, well, I'll go easy on it and I'll spend some time because I did drive it a little bit. I'll spend some time detailing it and then getting it ready. And then maybe I'll drive it later in the fall and do some more rallies. But how about you? What do you have on tap? Well, somebody that uh, was in the Cincinnati concourse last year (laughs) nominated my (laughs) car (laughs) for the Cincinnati concourse. So maybe they have yet to to be back. That's right. Yeah. Somebody wants to go back to Cincinnati concourse, not in their car. (laughs) And so I filled out all the application for that. My car is not super unique. I don't know that a 718 Spider um, is enough to get in there, but maybe uh, I think you were telling me, Jimmy, that Cincinnati concourse this year is all about Porsche anyway. Is that correct? Yeah. What is it? Uh, 75 years of Porsche. So yeah, fingers crossed. And, uh, Maybe we can go to the jet hanger party together. <laughs> That'll be, be fun. fun. Yeah, that looked like it was, that looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it's going to be a great year. We're excited. We're excited to for the naysayers to say we can't make any more episodes, but we look forward to a bunch next year. We're just getting warmed up. <laughs> That's exactly right. There's always plenty of auctions, always plenty of people to talk to about their cars and their stories. Again, my brother reached out to me this week, and he said, you know, he said, I realized the reason that, you know, after hearing Isaac talk about his Mustang and the story and the stories that cars bring, the feelings you get, you know, his grandfather, the memories and so forth. And he said, the reason that I don't like cars is all my memories in cars are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have that. Yeah, you'll have that. Yeah, you will have that. I've had that. I've had that same thing. And some are good and some are bad. So. <laughs> I think that that's, uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about. So again, good luck with your auctions. If you would like to be with us, come on the show. Uh, just reach out to us at GLWTA podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have you. Any final thoughts, Jimmy? Well, I'm just grateful for everybody who's tuned in and listened and downloaded and really appreciate it. I'd just like to say I'm thoroughly enjoy doing this and plan on continuing it well into the uh, future i'll just echo the our sentiment good luck with the auctions yep happy 2023 happy new year yeah happy new year thanks guys